Hey, everybody out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to our next episode of Sunday Dinner. Today, we are talking to Brandon Bussell. He's an independent insurance agent, and we're going to jump right in. Brandon, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today is because I wanted to talk about the importance of having insurance, and especially our Indian people having insurance. I think we tend to think we don't need it because of IHS, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Um, So just to uh, uh, give it a little bit of uh, background, uh, this is Medicare specifically. And the thing about Medicare is we all pay into Medicare from the time we start working. It's a FICA tax. So from the very beginning, you can pull your check stub and see that you're paying those taxes uh, every every year. Um, So here in Indian country, many, many uh, of us here I say us. I don't. I don't benefit from Indian Health Services, but my wife and children do. Uh, use Indian Health Service as their primary insurance provider, and that's good. They take care of uh, of, of my kids in many ways. But this Medicare uh, adds more coverage and extra benefits that you don't necessarily get from Indian Health Service, and you have paid into it since you started paying taxes. Now, how does that how does that work? I mean, is there is there an age limit that you that you go in for this supplement? Is it supplemental insurance, right? Well, we I also have supplemental insurance policies, but Medicare is the the policy. When you turn sixty five, you age in three months before you're sixty five, the month you're sixty five, and three months after is your initial enrollment period. Well, now let me ask you. So, so this this insurance would actually greatly benefit our elders. Yes. And and is that who we're is that's who we're talking to right now? Is like trying to get our elders to understand that Medicare is actually there and can supplement that. Yes, it can. Yes. Uh, also, people who have been disabled that are under sixty five, who have been on disability for two plus years, also can apply for Medicare and they'll get those Medicare benefits as well. Now, what other kind of exceptions are there? Are there any kind of, like, you said disability. I mean, what is, like, what is, what would qualify somebody like that? Is that, do you have to um, go through that process to, 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 can you kind of tell me how that works? So, yeah, they would go through the uh, Social Security Administration and file for disability. And it's a long process. And many people get, many people with, of severe disabilities go through a long process and get denied a couple of times. But once you get in and if you're under 65, if you're on disability for two years, you're Medicare eligible, then you can apply. I see. And so what is the best way for, I mean, how, what's the best way for, for people to kind of learn more about this and, and learn about basic insurance needs. I mean, because there, there's also a lot of other things that we as Indians just, we don't think about this kind of stuff, you know, especially with life insurance, um, health insurance. I don't know that, and I think, I really think it's kind of a historical thing because traditionally Indians, we didn't, especially Indians here more to the West, we didn't have that um, interaction with commerce and white trade and different things like that we were more along the lines of the old indian barter and just kind of did our own did our own way so i think that that really um for us 
further out here west, I think we have a little bit of a disconnect on what we really understand because, you know, um, we, we just really haven't been taught to think about this. And we've always kind of been told that IHS is all you need and, and, you know, that's the end all be all. So, so why this extra thing? How is it going to benefit? Uh, so yeah, um, for, for as the education piece, uh, I will be setting up and doing some educational events in the Caddo County area. Cause we're dropping new Medicare Advantage plans in that area during open enrollment. Uh, but in the meantime, you can contact me on my cell phone number, 405-638-0516, or uh, look me up on Facebook, Brandon Bustle Insurance, and I'll have conversations with anybody that calls me, explain to them the process of exactly what original Medicare is, uh, eligibility, what, what I can offer as an independent agent to them, and that's I represent several different carriers when it comes to Medicare Advantage plans. And these, these come to, to no cost to people. So they add extra benefits, something that you've paid into your entire life. These Medicare Advantage plans will add extra benefits that Medicare doesn't provide. And they can be a little swifter than our Indian Health Service providers. You can still see Indian Health Service providers if that's what you would prefer. But these will add extra benefits such as over-the-counter medication at no cost. You get so much per quarter that you can vitamins, Band-Aids, some toothbrushes, toothpastes. And that will save our Social Security folks who are living off of Social Security income. $65 every quarter is, is a lot of money for people to save. Uh, another benefit that I have for veterans and Native Americans specifically who get their medication from Indian Health Services, we have a, we have a, a plan that we can provide to them that will give them $40 back in their Social Security income check a month. Now, how does that work? How that works is this plan does not have to provide prescription drugs because Indian Health Service or the VA service provides those. So they say, well, we don't have to provide that. You get your meds from Indian Health Service. We're going to put this X amount of dollars back because your premium is going to be lower. So that premium is going to go back into your Social Security check because uh, Medicare premium comes directly from your Social Security income check monthly. Wow. So see, I didn't know that there there are so many different nuances, especially with with Medicare. Now, let me ask you this, because with the current political climate (laughs) and how the how the rhetoric that has been tossed about lately, um, what do you kind of what what do you hear coming off in the distance about Medicare and the any kind of cuts to benefits or is that going to, you know, affect any any of that anytime soon? Um, I'm not hearing about any cuts to Medicare. Actually, the Medicare Advantage plans are kind of uh, privatizing Medicare, so they're becoming more robust, and the private market can ab- can do it at a cheaper rate and provide more service than the, the they're providing it at a better way than the federal government can. But here in Oklahoma, Medicaid is an issue. Um, we constrict Medicaid pretty heavily, and the the uh, political climate that we have right now, they did not accept Medicaid expansion. So we have less Medicaid dollars for people that are disabled to... Uh, they put work requirements on some people, which makes it really difficult for disabled people to work. And they, so they put work requirements on people to maintain Medicaid eligible. So that's one hurdle that we're facing with our disabled uh, Social Security folks is... 
the difficulty for them to be on those Medicaid services. Now, okay, <laughs> you just said something that just that kind of piqued my curiosity because so they have these work requirements in place, so they have to work in order to get their benefits, but they can't work because they're disabled, so they can't get their benefits. Uh, yeah, that that's something that's occurring right now. It depends on their level of disability. And now I'm not an expert in the Medicaid uh, region. I do work with a lot of people that I help out are Medicaid eligible during this special income enrollment time. But that is some buzzwords that I just hear coming from the Capitol is years ago, our administration had the opportunity to expand mm -hmm. Medicaid. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there was matching dollars. And for whatever reason, they decided not to expand Medicaid. So that has hurt our disabled population in the state for sure. Oh, I think we all know the reason why it wasn't <laughs> passed. But that's neither here nor there. I think that yeah, we, we don't have to go there at the Sunday dinner tables because, you know. We'll, we'll leave <laughs> politics out for today, right? You have to leave, you have to leave the politics out of the family, out of, out of Sunday dinner because we all know how that happens. Somebody has to start windmilling and, you know. The, but what is it called? The Darko windmill? The, it's the Dodge Babe windmill oh, okay. for Pete's sakes. And if you haven't seen it or uh, been victim of it, then count yourself as lucky. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say because, we're, hey, we're a passionate bunch us dodge babes so and hey you know what it's not just it's not just the indian girls that are dodge babes either see that is the misconception mm. because any of those girls from anadarko i don't care who you are i don't care if you're indian or black or white or whatever you're rugged because you're a dodge babe because it's <laughs> it takes a lot to survive that's, anadarko that's, that's fair that's fair to say <laughs> I think. and and you know i think the funny thing is i i love seeing the non-indians around anadarko speaking Kiowa and you know just going to all the events or because it, mm. it really is I think that's one of the things that makes Anadarko itself unique is it really is a melting pot and we mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. we really don't separate ourselves mm -hmm. in Anadarko mm -hmm. like a lot of communities do but we're like we're, we're still like that family you know mm -hmm. I I will say anything and absolutely anything about mm -hmm. Anadarko. I mean, I've called it all kinds of horrible names. And of course, you know, the In the Ghetto song, I have to put in Anadarko after I see <laughs> after I say Anadarko every time because that's how I feel about it. But nobody better say nothing about right, my hometown because right. the Dodge Babe windmill will come out mm -hmm. and uh, and we will be fighting because uh, that'll always be my hometown. Right. So yeah, Anadarko is my hometown as well. Grew up there, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I, I was in the community a couple weeks ago, and uh, I made a joke that if you grew up in Anadarko, then you have to know some Kiowa. And the first Kiowa word I learned was, I guess it's Kiowa, it was poi. <laughs> Oh, no. You know, and everybody was joking around. They were talking about somebody else that had poi. And I was like, what are y'all talking about? I was in fifth grade, <laughs> you know, and I found out they were making fun of somebody that had lice, head lice. But that's not as bad as the second one I learned, which was e-boat. Oh my! I, do I even want to know how you how you learned that one? <laughs> Again, growing up in Anadarko, Oklahoma, those are the things that you just. That, that you put in your toolbox as you move forward through life. It's, this is some language that you learned and culture along the way. But it's a wonderful place to grow up. I always say, you know, I, I, growing up in that community made me who I am today. Uh, many people that I run into, 
that I grew up with around Oklahoma, you know, many of are so successful because of, you know, the things that we went through growing up and, and, you know, it just makes you somebody special growing up down there. One of the reasons, another reason I wanted to talk to you today is I always like to hear about people going back to Anadarko mm -hmm. and doing good things for mm -hmm. that community because no matter what, there is a there there are a lot of people in need in Anadarko mm -hmm. and those you know our kids need help there, the elders need help there, and you know what disappoints me a lot is you know we have so many tribes that are located mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. but still we're completely not active. So I always like to um, see people who go back home to, to try to improve the quality of life for the people who are still there in Anadarko. Yes, I agree. I, I, I love to do anything I can for home. Uh, that's why I'm excited in, in uh, October to come back and do some of these education events. Um, if, if, I, if I get people signed up on policies, yes, that would be awesome. That would be great. But for people to understand what's available to them, to understand Medicare, to understand that they've paid into this their entire life, to understand that they can get extra benefits at no cost, in addition to what they have with Indian Health Service or what other, whatever, whatever other uh, health care system they have in place, this is something that you've paid into your entire life and you can benefit from it. And uh, it's just exciting to me to be able to give back to my home like that. That's excellent. Now let's talk a little bit about these classes and um, these seminars that you're going to be hosting uh, here in the open enrollment period. Let's talk about open enrollment because I don't think that people really understand what open enrollment is. Um, so let's talk about the open enrollment period. What is that? Right. So when it comes to Medicare, there's basically three enrollment periods. First is your initial enrollment period of, of when you're aging into 65. Uh, three months before the month of your birth and three months after you have that time to research Medicare and to, to decide on a plan that will work for you. Another enrollment period is the special enrollment period. And there's just different instances that require you for a special enrollment. Many of those are low income status or you move to a different zip code, different county. But open enrollment is every year, October 15th through December 7th. And regardless of your income or regardless of circumstances, you have that ability, that opportunity to switch to a different plan. Uh, whether if you're going from regular original Medicare uh, to a, an Advantage plan or you're going from a Medicare Advantage plan to a supplement plan, it's your opportunity to gather information and learn and switch to another plan. Now, so what happens if you go in after December 7th? I mean, the open enrollment, I'm, what, what happens if, I, if I'm running on Indian time and I don't get there till December 12th? Then what happens uh, to my you, open enrollment? You call me and uh, I'll talk to you about your uh, particular circumstance and we'll talk through different scenarios that we can possibly qualify you for a special enrollment period. At the least, we can, I can educate you or anybody on exactly what that, the process is, what it looks like, so you're well informed when you're ready to make that decision. Now, let's talk about a couple of the different, um, 
I guess, would they be different levels of coverage that, that you opt into? Or how, how does that work on the supplemental side? I mean, what, what you have your basic Medicare that you, uh, that you age into, like you said, at 65, or that you qualify for for disability. Mm-hmm. So are there, you know, like, are there different levels of it? Because like Blue Cross Blue Shield, what, you know, what I have, they have dif- the, the different levels that you can come in on. So is Medicare offering something like that? Or um, is it just like a like a straight, hey, this is a supplemental thing that we're offering and this is this is the program that you would be a part of? So they're not necessarily different levels, but there are different different types. So for instance, you when you uh, at, at minimum you get par and a part A and part B. Part A covers doctor's visits, part B covers hospitals, and they only cover eighty percent of a hospital stay. If you have no other coverage, you're out of pocket up to 20% of non-covered coverages. But then on top of that, you have to get a prescription drug plan because if you don't enroll into a prescription drug plan, you actually get penalized for every month that you're not part of a prescription drug plan. And I see your face right now and I understand because that's the same face that I have when I'm like, (laughs) so I pay into this my entire life and then I decide not to enroll into it and then I get penalized even though I paid into it. But that's kind of the way they've had it set up. That's why it's important for people to know that and understand. So what I offer primarily uh, is Advantage plans, which is called a Part C. That's Part A, Part B, and Part D, the drug plan, put all into one plan. And it's the same, usually at the same cost that your A and B coverage is. So you're saving money already because you're not paying an extra Part D coverage because D is covered inside that plan. So that's A and B and D equals C. <laughs> it's confusing, right? There's a lot of things involved there. You know, and and I got to tell you, I I'm I can't even imagine some right. of the Indians that I know, right. especially the elders that I know who are and it's like I said, I, you succeeded in confusing me. Like right. how come they don't just offer part C to everybody and be done with it? I have to jump through all of these hoops and then Okay, so, uh, but again, it's confusing to me, so I can just imagine how confusing it would be to elders or maybe mm-hmm. somebody who was disabled or, or maybe, you know, had to go through maybe some kind of vocational rehabilitation mm-hmm. for disability mm-hmm. or something like that. And maybe, I mean, it, it's, I, I know the paperwork is obscene, but this seems kind of, that seems a little unnecessary to, to make those make all of that unnecessarily complicated, I should say. Sure. And then for to kind of throw that out to our on our elders, right. not just our not just our Indian elders, but elders right. in general. And I mean, they're not gonna go online. Are you kidding me? My grandma won't even text my right. gra- my grandma doesn't even know how to s- answer her voicemail. So <laughs> I don't think that she's gonna be getting online to check her Medicare benefits. Right. It's in it. That, that's a big piece of why I got into this is I'm connecting with people that need somebody to be honest with them and be real with them and let them understand what they're getting into. There's so many times I go and sit down in people's homes and they don't even know what they have. They have no idea. They think they have something uh, and they don't. Uh, oftentimes we have something, talk about a supplemental plan. I actually offer those too. And those can be a good thing as well. A supplemental plan, though, are usually a higher premium, but they take care of the whole 20% that A and B original doesn't take care of. 
So sometimes those are good things too, but it's kind of like paying a high premium just in case something happens. You know, so it's kind of like you're putting money back just in case something happens and then something happens and then that supplemental plan will come in and pay that 20 percent that uh, a a recipient would have to normally pay themselves if they were going through private health services outside of Indian Health Service. Well, now let me ask you this because you bring up a really good point. I I worked for optometrists Mm -hmm. for 11 years. I did a lot of the billing. I did just a lot of everything. So I got to really learn about explanation of benefits and filing medical insurance and things like that. So, And what always really shocked me was how many people did not understand their benefits. And and just like you said, they thought they had something that they didn't or they had something that they didn't know that they have. Oh man, yeah. And, and so what what do you suggest to people when they're when they're getting new insurance or you know if they're you know they get a job and they're they're offered insurance through their employer or if they're coming to you saying I need insurance, what is the best advice that you give people to understand their insurance coverage? So what I do with with the Medicare plans is I go through all those summary of benefits and 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 make sure that they understand those in full. But if the if I if I'm not talking to them, I would say find a friend or a relative that you trust. Find someone you trust. And medicare.gov has all of this information on there, but I'm the person that comes in and can guide you through that entire process. Um, I I do get paid a commission off of these, but it doesn't depend on what plan you get on. My commission is just based off, it's not based off the premium people pay, it's just based off enrollments. So I do get paid a commission, but it doesn't matter what plan someone gets on. I can put a person on a plan that fits their life the best. So if if they're not talking to me, talk to a relative or a local person that they feel comfortable with and they trust and have them guide them through that process Today at the Sunday Dinner Table, we're talking to Brandon Bussell. He is an independent insurance agent, and he's here to advocate for our Indians. If you want to get a hold of him, you can call him on his cell at 405-638-0516. That's 405-638-0516. And you can also find him on Facebook, Brandon Bussell, independent insurance agent. And he'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you might have about supplemental Medicare or any other kind of insurance um, that you may that you may be interested in. Um, let's. I do have a couple more questions though. Um, let's talk about 788, and let's talk about how 788 might possibly affect this. These it, just insurance in general, because Medicare is absolutely going to be affected by it in our state. I mean, how does that differ like in our state versus federal benefits? I mean, how is that going to affect our vets who need, you know, cannabis to help with their PTSD? Right. Um, so the way I understand that issue particularly is that it's illegal on the federal level. So at this time, I don't see it being added onto a formulary. So that's the difficult thing. And we know that CBD oils have a huge benefit to people. We know that uh, they actually treat an issue as opposed to mask an issue when it comes to pain. 
So I think we're going to have to see the advocacy groups and people come out and push for these to be added to formularies as opposed to CBD oil. And when we find what positive effects are for the smoking the THC marijuana, at some point maybe we'll find that on a, a formulary of Medicare or VA benefits or even formularies for private insurance. So there could be – I think what, there's a lack of data, and I think that's because – you know, for 20 years in California, we had some form of medical or recreational marijuana. There wasn't much data collected around it. Now I think we're at the point where we're like, we better start collecting data so we can have scientific information that indicates, yes, this does have a positive medical effect, and we need to start putting these in formularies for insurance, or no, it doesn't. You know, uh, so that's, uh, it has to be, we have to have that, the Fed has to have that evidence to put those on the formulary. But when you get real with it, it's probably going to come down to chasing dollars. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, actually, the Fed, let, let's be honest, the federal government has all the research and the data that they need. Sure, they really do. And probably. you know what? OU is actually, um, look, is doing a study right now. They're calling yeah. for participants to participate in their marijuana study. You got to be 18 to 24, though. So <laughs> they want they want college-age students for some, for some reason i guess who don't know how to part partake appropriately <laughs> or properly i don't know but they're the only ones that get to have any fun but with that but you know but that that's one of the things that that is my hot button topic is you know allowing veterans and people who suffer from ptsd or any kind of trauma to be able to have access to that kind of medication because that's what it is. And the whole reefer madness issue that has surrounded marijuana for decades, almost a hundred years now, right. um, has I there's been so much that's been lost in propaganda. So I think we really need. I think what we really need to do is educate ourselves sure. about about that and how it really fits into the array of medicines rather than looking at it as that's a drug that gets you high rather than hey you know what you're being a real a-hole right now why don't you go take your take some meds and calm the f down kind of thing so you know i i think that we really need to understand it from more of a holistic kind sure. of of issue rather than rather than just oh that's going to make our you know make our people happy darn it let's not let's not have a bunch of happy people running around for pete's sake right so um one 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 more thing and then i'll, I'll stop harassing you at the sunday dinner table um we talked about some of these plans being income based and then uh and people being allowed uh, being able to qualify mm -hmm. uh on, on income basis mm -hmm. let's talk about that right so uh when it comes to special enrollment right now uh, I can I can talk to anybody during special enrollment period who meet income uh, requirements, and we can change their plan right now. I've changed uh, last month. I worked with eight different people, hooked them up with extra benefits at no cost, and they were all income eligible. Um, and so uh, the Social Security office has a low income subsidy program. And so what we do is I actually I'll go online with them there and help them enro en enroll into that program. So people who don't get their meds through Indian Health Service or through the VA and they have to pay for their meds, 
this will the Social Security Administration will pay a big portion of their medications that they're that they're they're getting monthly. So it helps them out tremendously. We've had people save hundreds of dollars because of us connecting them with low income subsidy. Also, that generates an application for their Part B Medicare premium to be paid for. So if they're below a certain uh, income level, then uh, that that will generate an application through their local DHS, and then that will uh, possibly qualify them for their Medicare premium, which is $134, to be paid for by the state. And that's huge. $134 for people who are surviving off $800 a month, $1,200 a month. Uh, you're, you're talking about a lot of money to, to stretch over a month period. So that's something that we really want to do is we want people. I always tell my, my, my clients is I want to walk away and you in a better situation than when I, me and you talked from the beginning. And that's a fantastic thing. I'm all about people advocating for, for others, especially those who have kind of a hard time navigating the system. Mm, yeah. They don't make it easy on purpose. Right, and right. so I think the the hoops that a lot of people have to go through, especially when you're already having issues, you're already being, seems like you're being told no at every turn. It yeah. gets really frustrating. And, you know, being an Indian, I always look at these issues from that perspective of, you know, I was raised by my grandparents and I, so I see um, a lot of these different issues and how they affect elders. And a lot of them just flat out give up right. and just kind of take what they get from IHS, from, you know, specialists, mm -hmm. if, if IHS can't provide that level of care that they need or provide um, certain kinds of medication that, that patients need. I've actually personally ran into those issues at IHS, and I have, you know, I had a job in insurance. So it's, it's, it's really... Um, it, it's really heartening to know that that we do have folks out there who are looking out for those um, those natives and just trying to help them out and and uh, kind of get everybody on on track and and sure. get it done. Now let's go back to open enrollment. When are the open enrollment dates again? October fifteenth through the December seventh. And when will you be in Anadarko um, starting your seminars? So I, I want to. I hope to be here the first Saturday of October. I need to uh, put a venue down or the second. Saturday. I'm like, like that's how you text it. <laughs> we better scratch that one off because uh, I say you better plan around away uh, games. That's kind of yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, nobody will show up if it's OU Texas. <laughs> nobody will show up if OU's on. Uh, away games will be where uh, maybe you're during that pay per view early. Two exactly. There you go. <laughs> maybe oh, you uh, do one before the open enrollment right, period. Yeah. And like, hey, players, I just I gotta. I can't miss the OU Texas case. Yeah. So. But but in all in all seriousness, um Make sure you call Brandon. He, he wants to hear from you. He wants to help you out. And uh, he's got a lot of information, man. We talked a lot about a lot of different things and a lot of different plans today. So make sure you contact him. It's Brandon Bustle. You can find him online at Facebook. He's on Facebook at Brandon Bustle Independent Insurance Agent. Or you can call him on his cell phone at 405-638-0516. If you're out there and you are interested 
in the supplemental insurance or any of the Medicare plans that we talked about today, I highly encourage you to call him and um, just talk it out because that's the main thing is just to be able to gather the information and, and make that informed choice. And Brandon will help you do that. Um, one more time, Brandon, tell us where you're located and tell the people if they want to come by and harass you or, um, you know, kind of what your hours are and what they can expect. Sure. Um, I, I'm located wherever you are. That means I, I, I go in, I go in people's homes. I travel all over the state. Uh, my hours right now are mainly evening and, and uh, weekend. Uh, so I just work around you and your schedule. Um, I was I did an event Friday. Uh, I was in a low income housing in Oklahoma City. Uh, a guy couldn't hardly read or write, and I connected him and told him what he could, what what benefits he can get, and I I got him hooked up that day on the spot. Um, another thing I really like to do is get people fill out paperwork for Medicaid eligibility, because if I can get them Medicaid eligible, their their health uh, accessibility increases dramatically. And I can get them connected with a lot more benefits on my side, and they can see doctors on their side without having to worry about out-of-pocket out of cost. Uh, but you can you can reach me at 405-638-0516. I live in the Oklahoma City metro, but like I said, I'll, I'll travel the state to connect with people with the benefits they need. That is fantastic. Brandon, thank you so much for coming here and sitting in the hot seat and talking shop about all of this because it is really important that, especially Indians, we need to understand the benefits that are out there and the things that are available to us because what happens to these benefits if we don't take advantage of them? They're going to go away. So if you have any questions about any of the plans that we talked about today, if you just have questions about insurance, Medicaid, supplemental insurance, give Brandon a call, 405 405- 5638-0516. You can also uh, get a hold of him on Facebook, social media, man. That's where it's at today. Brandon Bustle, independent insurance agent. He Obviously, he'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. Brandon, thank you so much for coming to the table today, sir. I hope. That's right. Stay tuned every Sunday from noon to 1230. We'll have the Sunday dinner table right here on Talk Jive. Have a good one.